0: part i of a narrative of the expedition to dongola and Sennar by george bethune english this librivox recording is in the public domain a narrative etc 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 i arrived at the camp at wadi halfa on the second cataract on the sixteenth of the moon Hajj in the year of the hajira one thousand two hundred fifty five where i found about four thousand troops consisting of turkish cavalry infantry and artillery and a considerable proportion of bedouin cavalry and mogrebin foot soldiers besides about one hundred and twenty large boats loaded with provisions and ammunition and destined to follow the march of the army to the upper countries of the nile footnote four the sixteenth of the moon zil hajj in the year of the hegira one thousand two hundred fifty five corresponding to the end of september or the former part of october a c eighteen twenty end of footnote four footnote five about four thousand troops this force may be thus enumerated ten pieces of field artillery one mortar eight-inch caliber and two small howitzers attached to which were one hundred and twenty cannoneers three hundred turkish infantry and seven hundred Mogrebin ditto the remainder of the army turkish and bedouin cavalry together with a corps of abadis mounted on dromedaries end of footnote seventeenth of zil presented myself to his excellency the pasha ismael by whom I was received in a very nattering manner, and presented with a suit of his own habiliments. On my asking His Excellency if he had any orders for me, he replied, that he was at present solely occupied in expediting the loading and forwarding the boats, carrying the provisions of the army, but when that was finished he would send for me to receive his commands. I employed this interval in noticing the assemblage that composed the army, The chiefs and soldiers I found well disposed to do their duty, through attachment to their young commander and through fear of Mehmed Ali. They were alert to execute what orders they received, and very busy in smoking their pipes when they had nothing else to do. On the nineteenth I was sent for by the pasha, with whom I remained in private audience for an hour. On the twenty-first of the moon Zilhaj was attacked by that distressing malady the ophthalmia in two days the progress of the disorder was such that my eyes were closed up and incapable of supporting the light and occasioned me such acute anguish that i could get no sleep but by the effect of laudanum this misfortune at this crisis was peculiarly vexatious and mortifying for me as it put it out of my power to accompany the pasha who departed with the army for Dongola on the twenty-sixth taking his route on the west bank of the river and leaving the divan effendi and a small party of soldiers to expedite the loading and forwarding the boats that had not as yet got ready to proceed up the cataract on the third of mofiarum a h one thousand two hundred and thirty six i embarked on board the boat of the frank surgeons attached to the army and left the lower or north end of the second cataract as it is commonly styled in the maps in company with fifteen boats to follow and rejoin the army I would here observe that what is called the second cataract is properly a succession of partial falls and swift rapids for more than a hundred miles before we arrived at Sukut. I counted nine. Some of them, particularly the second, fifth, seventh, and ninth, very dangerous to pass, though at this time the Nile had fallen but a few feet. Footnote six, the second called the Shalal of Semni. Footnote seven, the fifth called the Shalal of Ambigul. Footnote eight, the seventh called the Shalal of Tongaroo. Footnote nine, called the Shalal of Dal. End of footnotes. Before we arrived at the fifth, two boats were wrecked against the rocks which crowd the rapids, and one filled and sunk. And before we had passed the ninth, several similar accidents had taken place to pass the fifth and ninth rapids it was necessary to employ about a hundred men to drag the boats one after another against the current at the fifth pass several of the boats were damaged and two soldiers and two boatmen drowned at this pass the river is interrupted by a ledge of rocks reaching nearly across and over which the nile falls between this ledge of rocks and the western shore of the river is a practicable passage wide enough to admit a boat to be hauled up the current, which here runs furiously. Overlooking this passage are two hills, one on the east and one on the west side of the river. On these hills are the ruins of ancient fortifications. They are also surmounted by two small temples in the Egyptian style. That on the west side is almost perfect. It is sculptured exteriorly and interiorly with figures in hieroglyphics, and the ceiling, is painted azure footnote ten i have been informed that about two miles northward of this place on the west side of the river is to be seen a curious vaulted edifice having the interior of its walls in many places covered with paintings my informants believe that it was anciently a christian monastery this is possible as the ruins of several are to be seen on the third cataract and as i have been told on the second also End of footnote. The appearance of the country on each side of the falls is similar to that of the country south of Aswan, a sandy desert studded with rocky hills and mountains. The only appearance of vegetation observable was in some of the islands and on the immediate banks of the river, where we met at every mile or two with small spots of fertile ground, some of them cultivated and inhabited. The rocky hills consist frequently of beautiful black granite, of the color and brilliancy of the best sea-coal here and there at different points on the cataract i observed some forts built by the natives of the country they are constructed of unhewn stones cemented with mud and flanked by towers and angular projections something resembling bastions and are pierced with loopholes for musketry their interior presents the following appearance against the interior side of the walls all round are built low chambers communicating by small doors with the area and frequently with each other i could observe nothing in these chambers except the bottom part of the small hand-mills used by the orientals to grind meal which could not be hastily removed as they were fixed in the ground everything else the inhabitants had carried off on the approach of the army the great area in the centre of these forts appeared to have been occupied by the camels and flocks of the inhabitants. Some of these forts are to be seen surmounting the high rocky islands with which the second cataract abounds, and make a picturesque appearance. On the second of the moon Safa, we passed what our raias erroneously told us was the last rapid between us and Sukut. We have been thirty days in getting thus far. The causes of our having been so long in getting up the falls were several footnote eleven thus far about seventy miles above wadi halfa End of footnote. the crews of the boats which had passed unhurt a dangerous passage were frequently detained to unload and repair those which had been wrecked or damaged we have been detained at the entrances of these rapids frequently for several days for want of a sufficient wind it being absolutely necessary that the wind should be very strong to enable the boats to force themselves through currents running between the rocks with dreadful rapidity and more than once the boatmen have hesitated to attempt a dangerous pass till obliged by the presence and menaces of the divan effendi who accompanied the boats on the third of safa about an hour after we had passed what our raiz told us was the last rapid of consequence we should have to encounter we saw the wreck of a boat lying against a rock in the middle of the river her masts alone appearing out of the water the river here is interrupted by several high insulated rocks we had been assured that we should now find the river open and without difficulty till we should come to sakut The appearance of this boat seemed to contradict this representation, and in about an hour after we had abundant reason to be satisfied that it was false. I was congratulating myself that we had got into smooth water, and indulging myself with a tranquil pipe of tobacco, when suddenly the wind slackened just as we were passing between two ledges of rocks where the river was running at the rate of about six knots an hour the current overpowered the effort of the sails and carried the boat directly among the reefs near the west bank of the river after remaining for about ten minutes in a very perilous position the skill of our rise happily got the boat to shore without injury third of safa we remained all night at the place where we landed in the morning got under sail to pass the strong current we had attempted yesterday without success After buffeting about for an hour we were forced to return to the bank of the river and await a stronger wind. In about an hour after the wind freshened and we got under way with better fortune and after passing the current before mentioned found ourselves in smooth water. After sailing for an hour we stopped for ten minutes at a place where we saw sheep in order to purchase some having for the last twenty days been obliged to live on bread, rice and lentils succeeded in purchasing two lambs. The banks of the river hereabouts present some fertile spots, a few of them cultivated. About noon the wind fell and the rice put to shore. We immediately set our domestics about preparing the purchased meat, and shortly after we sat down to this regale, which appeared to me the most delicious meal I had eaten for many years. Footnote 12 I cannot help smiling in copying off this part of my journal at the little account I made of bread, rice, and lentils at the commencement of the campaign. Before I left Senar, I have been more than once obliged to take a part of my horse's rations of Dura to support nature. He ate his portion raw, and I boiled mine. THE CAUSES OF SUCH DISTRESS WERE THAT THE NATIVES OF THE UPPER COUNTRY WOULD FREQUENTLY REFUSE TO SELL US ANYTHING FOR OUR DIRTY-COLORED PIASTERS OF EGYPT, AND THE PASHA WOULD ALLOW NOBODY TO STEAL BUT HIMSELF. STEAL, A FICO FOR THE PHRASE. THE WISE, CONVEY IT CALL, SAYS ANCIENT PISTOL, AN OLD SOLDIER WHO HAD SEEN HARD TIMES IN THE WARS. END OF FOOTNOTE REMAINED HERE FOR THE REMAINDER OF THE DAY fourth of Safa. Continued in the same place, there not being sufficient wind to ascend the river. About two hours after noon arrived an Arab from above. He was on his way to the Divan Effendi, who was a few miles below us, to inform him that a boat of which he had been one of the crew had been dashed to pieces against the rocks in attempting to pass a rabbit. I demanded of him how many rapids there were yet ahead. He replied, that there were several, how many he did not exactly know. This intelligence made me apprehensive that we might be another month in getting through these obstacles, and determined me to renew my efforts to obtain camels and proceed to the Pasha by land. I had made several attempts to hire some for this purpose during the last fifteen days, without success. The man above mentioned informed me that I could probably obtain some at a village about six hours off i determined to send my servants on the morrow to inquire fifth of safa passed the night at the same place early in the morning a favourable breeze sprung up and the rais got the boat under sail was obliged in consequence to proceed in the boat as long as the wind held observed as we proceeded a number of fertile spots some of them cultivated and a few small villages I WAS INFORMED THAT THESE WILL BECOME MORE FREQUENT AS WE PROCEED. DURING THIS DAY WITH A FAVORABLE WIND MADE ONLY ABOUT TWELVE MILES AGAINST THE CURRENT. SIXTH OF SAFA GOT under way ABOUT TWO HOURS AFTER SUNRISE WITH A STRONG BREEZE FROM THE NORTHWARD. ABOUT HALF AN HOUR AFTER QUITTING THE LAND PASSED A DANGEROUS RAPID OCCASIONED BY A REEF OF ROCKS REACHING NEARLY ACROSS THE RIVER in passing this rapid the wind slackened for half a minute and the current carried the boat astern to within six or seven feet of the rocks at this critical instant the wind happily freshened and forced the boat up the current to the great relief of all on board an hour after passed a picturesque spot where the river is divided by a high rocky island supporting on its summit some ruined fortifications made by the natives on the right bank of the river just opposite is a fertile spot of ground and a village surrounded by date-trees and plantations. Our rice put to land about noon, the wind falling, and rocks and rapids of formidable appearance being right ahead, footnote 13. These were the rapids of Dahl. End of footnote. We have made about eight miles to-day saw about two miles above us a number of boats lying to the shore, apparently obstructed by the rapid just mentioned. About the middle of the afternoon, in walking along the shore, saw a crocodile. It was small, about three feet in length. When I came upon him he was sunning himself on the shore. On seeing me he ran with great rapidity and plunged into the river. Seventh of Safa got under way about two hours after sunrise to pass the rocks and rapids already mentioned. The passage was dangerous, and the boat thrice in imminent peril. We struck once on rocks under water, where the current was running probably at the rate of six knots an hour. The current, after about ten minutes, swept the boat off without having received a hole in her bottom. Otherwise we must probably have perished. Shortly after we were jammed between a great shallow whirlpool and a large boat on our starboard beam. This boat was dashed by the current against ours, and menaced to shove her into the whirlpool. The long, lateen yards of the two boats got entangled, and I was prepared to leap into the other boat in anticipation of the destruction of ours, when the wind freshened and the large boat was enabled to get clear of ours not long after the same boat fell aboard of us the second time in a place where if our boat had drifted twice her length to leeward or astern she must have run upon rocks all these accidents befell us having under our eyes at no great distance from us the wreck of a boat lost in this passage three or four days ago footnote fourteen in every dangerous pass we invariably saw one or more of our boats wrecked End of footnote. After being for about two hours in danger, the boat arrived at the west bank of the river, where we found many more waiting a sufficient wind to be enabled to clear the remainder of the rapid, which runs very strong here. Stayed for a wind at this place two days. On the tenth of Safa the boat happily passed the remainder of the rapid when the wind calmed and the rise put to shore, there being yet a strong current to surmount. Opposite to the place where we were, At about half a mile from the shore, a boat had stuck fast upon some rocks this morning, all attempts to get her off had proved unsuccessful, and she remained in that position with all her company on board till next morning. Eleventh of Safa. Quitted the shore about an hour after sunrise with a fine northerly wind. Passed the boat just mentioned, whose people looked very forlorn. Some small boats were then on the way to unload this boat, should it be found impossible to disengage her. Proceeded on our way, and passed a number of small but pretty islands lying near the west bank of the river. They are cultivated, and inhabited by a considerable population. The country on the borders of the river begins to assume a better appearance, the territory of Sokout, which we were now entering, containing many villages. Beyond the green banks of the river all is yellow desert, spotted with brown rocky mountains, which, however, appeared to decrease in number and height as we advanced up the river, till the country subsided into a plain, with a few isolated mountains of singular forms and picturesque appearance here and there in view. About two hours after midday we arrived at a place where the river is embarrassed by small rocks and shoals, except a narrow pass on the western side. We found the current here too strong to be surmounted by the aid of what wind we had, and therefore put to shore on a very fine island on our left. We passed the remainder of the day here with satisfaction. This island is about a mile and a half in length, naturally beautiful, and well cultivated by about fifty or sixty inhabitants who seem to be well contented with their situation. Footnote 15. It is called Gameti. End of footnote. We saw here three men of about twenty-five years of age who had been circumcised but five days past, a thing I had never known before to have occurred to the children of Mussulmans. Twelfth of Safa. At an early hour quitted the shore with a strong northerly wind, to pass the current which had stopped us yesterday. This day's sail was the most agreeable of any we had enjoyed since we left Egypt. The river, since we had passed the rapids of Dal, where the second cataract of the Nile properly commences, having become as broad as in Egypt, and now flowing tranquilly through a country equally fertile and much more picturesque than the finest parts of Said. The eastern bank of the river particularly presented a continual succession of villages, and fine soil crowded with trees and all cultivated. Passed during the day some fine and large islands also occupied by numerous villages we stopped at night at one of these islands by whose beautiful borders we had been sailing with great pleasure for more than four hours with a stiff breeze we were informed by the inhabitants that this island was a day's walk in breadth they said that as we advanced we should find others as large and larger their island they told us was called Sai. They appeared to be well satisfied with their condition, having an abundance of every thing absolutely needful for a comfortable subsistence, and decent clothing of their own manufacture. What surprised me not a little was to find the people as white as the Arabs of Lower Egypt, whereas the inhabitants of Nubia are quite black, though their features are not those of the Negro. I have observed that the country through which we passed today was as fertile and much more picturesque than the Said. The reason for the latter part of this assertion is that in the Said the view is limited by the ridges of barren and calcined mountains that bound it on both sides, whereas here the view ranges over plains bounded only by the horizon, and interspersed here and there with isolated mountains of most singular forms. Some of them might be mistaken for pyramids they are so regular and well defined, some resembled lofty cones, and others resembled lofty square or pentagonal redoubts. One of the latter description lies upon the eastern bank of the river, and could easily be made an impregnable fortress which could command all water communication between Egypt and Dongola. The scenes of verdure and cultivation through which we had passed to-day removed all suspicions from my mind as to what had been reported to me of the great difference between Nubia and the country beyond it. All the villages we have passed to-day have in their centre a fort or castle, fortified with towers at the corners, and, judging from those we visited, resembling in their interior those on the cataract already described. The village, consisting of low huts built of mud, is built round the walls of the fort, which is intended to serve as a place of retreat and defence for the inhabitants and their flocks, in case of alarm or attack. They are governed in the manner of the families of the patriarchs, the sheikh of the village being both judge and captain. Saw at this island a small skiff, the first boat belonging to the inhabitants of the country that I have seen since quitting Wadi Halfa. Thirteenth of Safa Parted from the land about an hour after sunrise, and proceeded on our voyage, which was, if possible, still more agreeable than that of yesterday on the east bank of the river the eye rests on a continued succession of villages occupying land of the finest quality and lying under a continued forest of palm trees larger and taller in my opinion than those growing in egypt on the right we saw as we passed a chain of beautiful islands some of them large and presenting the same spectacle as the east bank it is certainly a beautiful country The river from Aswan has only about half the breadth that it has in Egypt. In this country it is as broad, and in many places, on account of the large islands it here contains, very much broader than it is in Egypt. We stopped at night at one of these fine islands, whose breadth being but about two miles, enabled us to have a view of the west bank of the river, which presented the same succession of villages and cultivation as on the oriental side. I have already observed that the date trees of this country were larger and taller than those in Egypt. We found a similar difference in the animals of this country. I purchased a sucking lamb, which was certainly as big as an Egyptian sheep of a year's growth. The cattle of this country differ from those of Egypt, in bearing as to form a resemblance to the buffalo. They have a rising on the shoulder, and a similar form of the hips. They are also larger than the cows of Egypt fourteenth of Safa, the wind did not spring up this morning till a late hour and after continuing for about an hour and a half fell calm we put to shore on the western bank of the river where we passed the remainder of the day and the night the country continued fine and crowded with villages at this place some of the boat's company attempted to shoot a hippopotamus who had shown himself several times during the day they succeeded only in slightly wounding him after which he disappeared the people of the country say that there are twelve that frequent this place in the river which contains here some low islands well adapted to afford them food and concealment fifteenth of safar parted from the land about two hours after sunrise with a strong breeze after continuing an hour and a half the wind subsided into a calm which obliged us to make for the shore WE LANDED ON A LARGE ISLAND RESEMBLING THOSE ALREADY MENTIONED WHERE WE PASSED THE REMAINDER OF THE DAY AND THE NIGHT. THE COUNTRY WE HAD PASSED RESEMBLED THAT BELOW, BEAUTIFUL AND AS FERTILE AS LAND CAN BE. SIXTEENTH OF SAFA LEFT THE LAND ABOUT AN HOUR AFTER SUNRISE AND IN HALF AN HOUR PASSED THE SOUTHERN BOUNDARY OF THE BEAUTIFUL TERRITORY OF SUKUT AND ENTERED THE PROVINCE OF Machas. The country we were now passing is naturally fertile, but has not such a continued succession of villages as Sukut. About three hours after sunrise came in view of the ruins of an ancient temple on the west bank. With some difficulty engaged the Rais to put to shore for a few minutes to give me an opportunity of visiting it. This temple is manifestly of Egyptian architecture. It is about two hundred feet long from east to west. Ten of the columns only are standing. They are composed of separate blocks of a brown stone, resembling that employed in the construction of the temples in the Isle of Philo. The walls of this temple are in ruins, except a part of the front which is in a very dilapidated state. The front faces the east. The pillars and the ruins of the walls are sculptured with hieroglyphics. It stands on the west bank of the river, about two miles beyond the territory of Sakut. ABOUT AN HOUR AFTER LEAVING THIS PLACE, THE WIND FALLING, OUR RAIS WAS OBLIGED TO PUT TO SHORE. WE SOON ARRIVED AT THE WESTERN BANK OF THE RIVER, THE NILE BEING IN THIS PLACE NOT A MILE BROAD. THE REMAINDER OF THE DAY BEING CALM, WE STAYED HERE TILL NEXT MORNING. SEVERAL OF THE pasha's CAVALRY PASSED ALONG THE WEST BANK OF THE RIVER YESTERDAY AND TODAY, BEARING REPEATED ORDERS FROM DONGOLA TO THE COMMANDERS OF THE BOATS TO HASTEN THEIR PROGRESS. 17th of Safa. At an early hour started with a favorable wind, but in about two hours were obliged to put to shore. The river hereabouts makes several turns almost at right angles with each other. This circumstance brought the wind directly ahead in one of the bends, and obliged us to remain there till next morning. The country we saw today is not equal to the territory of Sukkut, the date trees, the villages, and the cultivation are not so continued, and the view from the river is bounded at a little distance from its banks by low, rocky hills. Saw today a singular mode of navigating the river. A man who apparently was traveling down the river with his whole family had placed his youngest wife and her two young children on a small raft made of bundles of cornstalks lashed together. He himself swam by its side to guide it, while he kept his old wife a-swimming and pushing it by the stern and in this way they proceeded down the river i have seen in this country small rafts made to carry one person which are very well contrived three or four large empty gourds are fastened firmly to a small oblong frame made out of the branches of the date-tree the whole not weighing two pounds a man may go safely down or across the river on this either by fastening it to his breast and swimming supported by it, or by riding on it astride, and when on shore he can carry it with ease, either in his hand or on his shoulder. Eighteenth of Safa In the morning found that the wind had changed a little in our favor, got under way, but after sailing for about two hours the winding of the river again brought it ahead, put to shore and stayed there till the middle of the afternoon when the wind again hauled a little in our favor, and with some difficulty we got to windward of the shore and proceeded up the river. The river here is about half a mile broad, and makes several turns which somewhat retarded our progress. We observed some rocks and shoals, and on arriving at a place where the river is divided by a large rocky island, observed a boat aground, which had taken the right-hand passage, which was the broadest, and two others turning back to take the passage on the other side of this island. We followed their example and found the passage safe enough. A little beyond the upper end of this island, the river makes an acute angle to the right hand. We proceeded onwards till sunset, when we put to shore in company with two other boats. The country we have passed through today resembled that we saw yesterday, inferior to the fine territory of Sukut. End of Part 1